Hello, my name is Jacob Fenston. Welcome to this podcast produced by the International Monetary Fund. The euro area may be the world's largest and most well-known regional currency union, but there are three other such unions, two in Africa and one among tiny island states in the Caribbean. The Eastern Caribbean Economic and Currency Union may be the smallest, comprising eight countries, whose total combined population is less than one million. But it is an interesting microcosm of the euro area and the challenges it faces after the 2008 global crisis. That's according to the IMF's Alfred Shipke, who's edited a new book on the Eastern Caribbean Economic and Currency Union. But what exactly are the benefits of this arrangement for member states? It might be important to highlight that the, the countries have many similarities. They speak the same language. They have the same colonial uh, history. And as a matter of fact, there's quite a bit of um, intermarriage, actually, um, among the islands. In terms of the benefits, you know, given the small size of these countries, it allows the countries to take advantage of scale economies. It also allows them to what we call diversify risk. If one country gets hit by a shock or hurricane, then they can pool resources and deal with those uh, shocks more effectively. But then most importantly, again, because of the small size of the islands, they can provide at the regional level more effectively, cost-effectively, uh, public services. So that's a major, major benefit. Now, what does matter is that if the countries speak with one voice or the union speaks with one voice, they can also be better represented at the global level. What were some of the weaknesses um, exposed by the 2008-2009 global crisis? Well, interestingly enough, um, the Eastern Caribbean Economic and Monetary Union is actually a microcosm of the European Economic and Monetary Union. Uh, since it has been faced by rising fiscal deficits, unsustainable debt levels uh, in a number of states, a lack of fiscal integration, and challenges in the financial sector that are threatening the underpinnings of the union. And just like in the European Union, Overcoming these challenges are particularly difficult in monetary unions. Maybe also similar to the European Union is sometimes you need a crisis to implement reforms. So there are opportunities. And I think there is a general feeling in the region that further integration is needed to ensure the viability of the union. But as in the, in the European Union, in order to do that, you need to be willing to put political capital into the reforms. And you just touched on this a little bit, but what would be some policy recommendations for long-term growth in the region? Generating conditions for strong, sustainable growth is paramount in the Eastern Caribbean. As a matter of fact, the Eastern Caribbean experienced strong growth periods in the years after um, independence. But since the 1990s, that is even prior to the financial crisis, growth slowed down uh, significantly. Now, that is in part explained by a number of shocks, sort of like bad luck, the erosion of trade preferences that the countries benefited from, from Europe, in terms of trade shocks, higher oil prices, for instance, and also reduction in foreign aid. Now, the other thing that um, you know, we find is that indeed tourism has been a main driver of, of economic growth. And there is some potential for future growth in this particular area and other service areas. 
One other aspect that might uh, have to change will be like a paradigm change is that the new growth model will have to rely more on the private sector. In the past, the role of the public sector was very dominant, but given the high debt levels, the room for public participation will be more limited, so it has to be more private sector driven. You drew some comparisons with Europe. There's obviously a lot of mixed feelings among people about the that common currency. What is the feeling sort of on the ground in the Eastern Caribbean about the common currency there? I think within the Eastern Caribbean, there is no questioning that having a common currency is a smart and important strategy. So the common currency has never been questioned. Given the small side of, of these countries, there is no alternative to that. In addition to that, the Eastern Caribbean had never its own currency. It was either the British pound, it has had a currency board, and it has served the region very well. It has had relatively low rates of, of inflation. And it's one of those currency board arrangements that have been success because it has lasted for a very, very long time. Given that there is no questioning of the common currency, that needs to be supplemented with other elements, including a sound framework for the financial sector at the regional level. And it also requires uh, fiscal coordination. But I don't think there is any questioning that further coordination needs to take place. I think the question is more maybe at what speed rather than um, whether. That was IMF economist Alfred Shipke on the lessons to be learned from the Eastern Caribbean Economic and Currency Union. To hear more podcasts, visit us online at www.imf.org podcasts.